We do need to remember those that have expressed special interest in our uh, prayers in a very special way. But I'm glad some that has been out because of sickness is here uh, today, tonight. Uh, please pray for our country, pray for one another, pray for our churches uh, as well. Uh, I got a text from my wife this afternoon, and it's really very, very aggravating. She said she had two granddaughters, grandkids with her playing Monopoly. That is so wrong. <laughs> Just kidding. Isaiah 41. I want to read verses 8 through 10. <laughs> Precious promises for your journey. Precious promises for your journey. Isaiah chapter 41, verses 8 through 10. Isaiah was probably one of the greatest prophets for the nation of Israel, for the tribe of Judah especially. But there was a lot of ungodly things going on, and Isaiah addressed it. Because some some reason, the nation of Israel had a problem with building their own gods, instead of worshiping true and righteous God. So he had this to say to his people in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 8. But thou, Israel, art my servant. Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Thou, whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. Fear thee not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, once again, we bow before your throne of grace. We thank you, Father, that we can call you our Father. We thank you that we can call upon your Son through the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for the promise that you've made in your word, that where two or three are gathered together, there will you meet with us. And so I thank you for your presence in our service tonight. I thank you for each one that has come out to be a part and take a part in your services, your house and your service that we dedicate this to. We pray for lost souls to be saved. We pray for thy people to be strengthened and encouraged in the Lord. We pray for those that are sick and afflicted. Father, we know that you're the great physician, you're a great healer, and all things are possible with you. We also ask, Father, in a very special way that you might guide and direct this church. We thank you for the unity in which the business was taken care of this morning. We thank you for those that have led out and those that are willing to be willing to serve. And we ask your blessings on their life, 
And may you lead in everything you do through the leadership of your Holy Spirit. We ask you to bless them, Father, and that you might send laborers their way. You might see many souls be saved because of your work in this church. We thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. God is comforting Israel and reminding them of their relationship with him. In these three verses, God gives us, his children, some reasons to be encouraged. But I know all the storms and all the difficulties and everything else, you might say, I don't have anything to be happy about. It just seems that everything is against me. You ever feel that way? Everything is turning upside down. Everything is against you. Well, I want to thank God tonight. that even though we forget his promises sometimes that he makes to us. It's kind of like an old man who was dying. Couldn't remember God's promises that he had made to him. But someone reminded him that God never forgets the promises that he makes his children. Pretty neat thing. In these verses, God gives you, his children, some precious promises for your journey in this life. And there are times, folks, that we need to remember and be reminded of the precious promises of a holy and righteous God. Sometimes the question may come to us, why does God promise us anything? It seems he has done everything for us, so he shouldn't have to promise us anything. Well, that's what's so amazing about the grace of God. And it's all about the grace of God that he extends to each and every one of us. Isn't it great when we get saved? We began to live under the economy of grace. I'm thankful for the grace of a living, righteous God. But from a human standpoint, sometimes nothing God does makes sense to us. But I want you to notice verses 8 and 9. He picked us. We did not choose him. Therefore, he will do everything to see that we are looked after on our journey. That's God. That's the way he does things. That's our God. That's our Redeemer, soon coming Redeemer. So with this in mind, I want you to notice three precious promises that God has given you for your journey. First of all, the promise of his presence. The promise of... Of his presence. Is this important? His presence is powerful, folks. Listen to what he said in verse 10. Fear thou not. Fear thou not. His presence has the power to drive fear away. You ever notice that? His power has the power to do that. Listen to what he said in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear. His presence, folks, is powerful. But his presence is also personal. Listen to what he said very carefully in verse 10. For I am with thee. 
God is a very personal God, folks. When we read Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, the latter part of the great commission that God gave to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, listen to what he said. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have given you. There's something else, though. And I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Precious promises, isn't it? I will be with you always, even unto the end of the world. Not an angel, but the Lord himself in John 6 and 20. But he saith unto them, it is I. Be not afraid. You know, it seemed like he was always telling his disciples that. Be not afraid. It is I. He'd always turn up in the most unlikely places, but that's our God. He's still doing the same thing today, folks. His presence is personal, and his presence is perpetual. Listen to what he said in verse 9. I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. God has chosen me, and he promised not to cast me away. I'm sure there are times that my God may want to cast me aside. I'm sure that my God gets very angry with me. I'm sure he doesn't you, but he does with me in some of the things I do, some of the decisions that I make. So why do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> Hebrews 13 and 5 says this. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Remember what he said in verse 9. I have chosen thee. And not cast thee away. Hebrews 13 and 5. I will never leave thee. I like that word. Never. I will never leave thee. Nor forsake thee. Who made that promises? Who made those promises to us? God did. Has anything changed folks? God made those promises, and as he made those promises to Isaiah, as he made those promises to the nation of Israel, he's making those same promises to each and every one of us today. Listen, where life leads, we're still never alone. We may think at times we are, but wherever life leads, God is always there with us. But I want you to notice something else. The promise of his person. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. We get anxious about a lot of things at times. And I know with the flood, Harvey, y'all dealt with a lot of people that went through a lot of different things. And I know this church helped a lot of different people that went a lot through a lot of different things. But our God is a very personal God. And he said, be not dismayed, be not anxious for anything. For I am thy God. There is a relationship that he's talking about here that is so very important. Listen to what he said. This is personal. I need to know what he can do for me. Don't you need to know what God can do for you sometimes? You ever want to know, what can he do for me? What has he done for me? What's he doing for me? I have heard that from a number of people 
on a number of occasions. And Acts 4 and 12 says this, Neither is there salvation in any other men save the man, Christ Jesus. He has done that for me. He's done that for you. Provided salvation for you. Nobody else can do that, folks. Only God can do that. So there is a relationship that God has with each and every one of you. This is very personal. But also, there is a realization. He is God. He can do anything. Oh, listen, folks. <laughs> he is God. And I'm so very thankful for that. There's so many scriptures. There's, I just want to read a few of them to you tonight. It's Ephesians 3 and 20. Listen to what he said. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. You see what he said there, folks? Apostle Paul knew something about hardship. But he also knew something about trusting his God. He said, my God. Isaiah said, my God. Our God. Listen to what he promises. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. He said in Luke 1 and 37, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. Listen, folks. The only limitation that God has is the limitation we put on Him. He has no limitation about what he can do for you. And we don't have because we don't ask many times. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. But notice what Lord Job said after experiencing things that we will probably never experience in our life. Listen to the testimony of Job in Job 42 and 2. I know that thou canst do everything, that no thought can be withholding from thee. Isn't it amazing that God knows every thought? Every thought that crosses our mind, God knows about it. That's kind of scary, don't you think? To think that anything you may be thinking about right now, anything that crosses our mind, God knows about it. Good or bad, God knows about it. Psalms 115 and 3. But our God is in heaven. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Wow. The promise of his person. There is a relationship. There is a realization. There is a reality when you look at verse 10. Be not dismayed. Don't look around anxiously about things. Sometimes I have to remind my wife of all the things. It's always more difficult on a woman than it is the man, it seems. God is still in control. 
regardless of what we're going through, regardless of what we've experienced, regardless of what we're facing, it doesn't matter. God is still in control. And he's my God. And if God is my God, he is an able God, then why do I need to fear, fret, or faint, or be anxious about anything? If he's my God. I didn't tell my wife that. <laughs> my God is on the throne, folks. His mighty deeds. He hasn't changed. And these are some remarkable verses of scripture. And I know you've heard them before. But in Malachi 3 and 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Something very important that he said there. For I am the Lord, I change not. Is that important? What do we live in a fickle society, folks. Things are changing all the time. I'm thankful that we have a relationship with somebody that does not change. Does not change. I am the Lord, I change not. Then in Hebrews 13 and 8, he said this. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. We need to remember just who he is. He is God. You remember, he had to remind his disciples and apostles all the time. I am God. I am God. I'm here. Fear not. And I'm telling this church, I'm not God, but God is here. God said he's with you and he will never leave you nor would he ever forsake you. I change not. That's my God. Then the promise of his power. Once again, verse 10. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. God's promise here is threefold. There are three aspects of his power that we can count on. He will strengthen us. Do we ever need to be strengthened? Yeah. There will be grace and strength for every need. He said in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, Every duty, every day, God said he will strengthen us. In 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, and he said unto me, know who he's talking to. Apostle Paul just pleaded with God, said, remove this thorn from me. And again, God, remove this thorn from me. And again, God, remove this thorn from me. 
God said this. My grace is sufficient for thee. You believe that? My grace is sufficient for thee. And just as he said that to Apostle Paul, there's a realization that's so very important. He is saying that to each and every one of us as well. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. All the things that Apostle Paul experienced, yet he could understand when God said, My grace is sufficient for thee. When he said in Isaiah 40, 28, and 29, these are some precious promises, folks. Has thou not known? Has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases the strength. You wonder why Isaiah was one of the greatest prophets ever? Listen to what he said, folks. Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of, of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases the strength. God gives us strength in our daily, daily walk with him. Don't give up on God, folks. He'll give us strength in our daily walk from time to time. He will also support us. We all need support sometimes, don't we? He will support us. He will give us what we need when we need it, exactly the proportion when what we need, exactly when we require it. Philippians 4, 19. And I know I've said this a lot tonight. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Listen, folks, can I tell you something? He is your God. He's my God. And he cares about what we're going through. He cares about each and every one of you. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. But I want you to read with me flip Psalms 23, 1 through 6. Sometimes at night, I, don't, I can't sleep. And I start going over verses of scripture. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Where it says, let not your heart be troubled. Those verses of Scripture is very comforting and encouraged to me. But listen, folks, Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalms 23. Folks, that's some of the most comforting scriptures you will ever read. You wake up in the middle of the night, you can't go back to sleep. Grab your Bible, read Psalms 23. Great scriptures, folks. But also, John 14, 1 through 6, there's a lot of others. But anyhow, that's just... Not only will he not, he'll support us, but he'll also sustain us. God will keep us, keep us safely through the journey until we all reach heaven. Look at verse 9 of Isaiah chapter 41. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men thereof and said unto thee, Thou art my servant. I have chosen thee and not cast thee away. I have chosen thee and not cast thee away. Listen to what else he said in verse 17 now. When the poor and needy seek water, there is none. And their tongue faileth for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. God did not save us to abandon us along the way. He said in 1 Peter 1 and 5, Who are kept by the power of God through faith, unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Who are kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. The Egyptian in 1 Samuel 30, 11 through 13. The nation of Israel chasing the Egyptians. They said, why have, you, why have they left you behind? Because I was sick and they left me to die. Isn't it amazing? God doesn't leave us. He doesn't abandon us. We may be sick. We may be sin sick. We may be physically sick. But either way, God does not abandon us. God does not leave us alone. God does not operate like that. Listen to what he said in Philippians 1 and 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God began a good work in you and he said, I will finish it. I will finish it. I'll not leave you. I'll not leave you. I will not abandon you. We will finish the work together that you have for us. Isn't that amazing? That's the way God is, folks. He hasn't changed. He said in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, And the very God of peace, Sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be reserved blameless until the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit 
and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a lot of guarantees that we get with a lot of different things. Sometimes those guarantees are good. Sometimes they're not. But I'm here to tell you tonight the guarantee and the promises that God has made to us, He will keep because He's God. And God cannot lie. So these promises that I've shared with you tonight cannot change because God cannot change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I praise the Lord. For his continued presence in our life. I praise the Lord. For his continual promises. That he's made to each and every one of us folks. There's a lot of people that makes a lot of promises to us in this old world. But my God. Will keep every promise that he's made to you tonight. These scriptures. That I shared with you tonight. They're your scriptures. But they're God's word to you. And God had them written so that we could read them and we could memorize them and we could quote them for strength and encouragement in the difficulties of life that we go through from time to time. My God will keep his promises to you. And maybe you well, there's someone here tonight that have never trusted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I hope not. I hope that everybody here knows Jesus Christ as personal Savior. And you know without a shadow of a doubt that if you should die, that you're going to split heaven wide open. God promised me that. That's a promise I believe. And that's a promise that he's made to you. Listen, folks. Precious promises for our journey we find in the Word. In the Word. And this word doesn't change. Man might change, but this book, 66 books, does not change. It was relevant 2,000 years ago, and it's still relevant today. Man may change, God has not changed. So tonight as we stand and we prepare this song of invitation... Will you just turn it over to Him? Will you just give it in the hands? Whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, put it into the hands of our God.